Hello? Hello? Mic check? Mic check? Hold on. I'm getting it all clear from the studio. Are, Are your volume, volume levels, levels all set, set listener? Greetings to everyone and welcome to another episode of the After the Whistle podcast. Unfortunately, after a weekend of some serious enjoyment, (laughs) our regular host KO is unavailable. Oh, this world. He can't join us today. So it'll be like, I have to come in and save the day as usual because me, I'll be the super sub. <laughs> so today's episode, today's episode is actually a very special one because we have a special guest from another podcast, another sports podcast called the Football and Perspective Podcast. You should check it out on, um, I think it's on Apple. It's yeah, on it's on. Yeah, it's Spotify. on Spotify. It's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yes, our guest goes by the name of Webier. He's he can't, he's. Also on City FM, so you can catch him on City FM on the City Sports um, shows. So we're here. What's good? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I hope everyone is holding up well on your end. Tell you, we all beast. We all beast. We're all good, man. And as usual, I'm joined by the usual crew. Corey, Corey, Charlie, what's up? <laughs> Starting striker, I did, Charlie. <laughs> and then the notorious one, crack. Crack, what up? What they do, baby? You see, you can even hear it in the voice. You can hear the stubbornness <laughs> in the voice. Why always me? Actually, <laughs> anyway, today's episode is a bit packed, so we have to get right to it. We are starting with a review of the Premier League results. This weekend has been something else. We've had a lot of upsets. We've had a lot of controversy. And... It doesn't get bigger than the Man City results, which just happened this evening, Sunday, that we are recording. Getting <laughs> whipped, getting whipped by Leicester City 5 2. Humbled. At they got humbled. Charlie Corey, <laughs> me, I, I, I want to hear what you guys talk about this because this one was. <laughs> to be honest, before the. You know, the <laughs> like during the week when we were doing the predictions, we were talking about the predictions. I was like, come on, man. This is an easy, this is an easy three points right there for, for, for City. They just go out, bang them out. And, you know, it's, it's a happy day. Ah, I didn't watch the that's how they watch ah, Vadi score, Vadi score. This was, I said, ah, <laughs> this will be, be replaced and they watch or what? Because I didn't understand what, what how they watch. They literally got outplayed. They literally got, like, the tactics, everything was wrong. They, they just lost the game. Like, and it makes you beg the question, Pep, eh? Mm. Uh, this agenda, crack. <laughs> yes. Crack, you there, you be the the most anti pep person we have over here. What's this, this ah, agenda, com- coming this from agenda. you? Coming from you, yeah. me, my yeah, you be the leader of the anti pep. My problem is say, my problem is say, I blame Smiley. Smiley rush what, what in the predictions. Now we regret. See, <laughs> Smiley. He, no, he gave us a week. He gave he us a week. week. I he gave, gave him a, a week. week. I gave you a full. I gave you a full week. So we, this week, this week, nobody has an excuse because I gave you a full. Yeah, week. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about this prediction. I'm talking about the season opener. Who is winning the league? <laughs> Smiley didn't give us time. Oh, I mean. <laughs> we all gave it to Make City. It we all gave it Relax. to City. When look, when the transfer window. Closes, if you watch today, if you watch today's match, I think, I think. Moving forward, Pep is gonna have issues with uh, um, this guy, the Brazilian midfielder. What's his name? Uh, Rodri? No, Fernandino. Yeah, because when mm, he took mm, when mm. he took him off, he tried to shake his hand. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he, he swept him. Pep. Yeah. You understand? Because and Pep had it all wrong today. But then the commentators were actually saying he needs to sort out the defense and buy defense. Buy what? Man has spent over, over 500 million. What over 500 million, the most expensive backline in football. Rice and still, and still, and still signed Nathaniel Ake. And about to sign some uh, player from, uh, what's his name? Oh, Diaz. Uh, Diaz. The, Benfica. the Benfica player. The Diaz boy. And they are still yeah, saying, Diaz. Yeah, Look, the guy is done. Pep is done. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. That was a very bold Oh, thing. he's done. No, he's not winning. <laughs> we, we should have, we might as well. Who was bringing yeah. out the cones when Arteta was there? Arteta or Pep? Because it was Arteta. Was Arteta was the one bringing. We, 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 we now know that Arteta was the mastermind. Oh, wow, Pep. Because. <laughs> Yo, we hear you. And, Wepia, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this. Yeah. I'm, you know, I actually think 
maybe the fact that you have spent 500 million pounds on the defense just means that they've made a lot of expensive mistakes because we also benjamin mendy and how clumsy he looks some i saw a comment on twitter and someone was saying he should just quit football and become <laughs> an instagram oh, influencer wow. we, his, his, his yeah his, his city career has been very very underwhelming and here along with the other other defenders whenever laporte is out then the cracks really begin to show so maybe it's just a matter of wrong scouting even though the players were very expensive they made mistakes and they are going to have to fix them by paying more money Wrong because we know how the market is right now. Hey, Pep so, Guardiola's so team. Feels like... John Stones was not wrong. No, 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 no. Uh, so we, they swap. Uh, but but Stones have been very yes, underwhelming. They swap. Stones have been very underwhelming. They swap. Pep can improve anybody. John Stones was supposed to be the next Maldini. Please. I don't even want to hear all this. Thank you, under Pep. And that was the whole English They never got it wrong. They never got it wrong. And I thought we don't want to give... They never got any signing wrong. Pep never gets it wrong. Please. I beg. It's Pep Guardiola. They're genius. Oh, no, 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 no. I feel like at this point, it's agenda. It's too much agenda. Why do you think we are here? It's too much. They're too close with agenda. They're too close with agenda. Let me tell you something. They said City had a more competent board, more competent working football team. They had taxi tector or whatever from Barcelona. All, uh, they've had it all this while Pep has been shining with lesser players. It's not look. It gets to a point where look, you your tactics you get it wrong, you overthink things, and the players. It's like the players have lost lost trust in him. You can see they are demeanor today. Like nothing was going on well. Crossing master. He, he'll tell you that more. he doesn't have his players. There was nobody. Yet. He'll tell you he doesn't have his players. Look, he said he'll tell you no striker. Pep could be, Pep could give a lineup and play Davi Silva as nine, as a striker, a false nine, and still win matches. That was Pep. And win six nil. I don't, I don't want to listen nil. to any of these excuses. He was called a genius because of his tactical nuance and all of that. So me, the bottom line is, if you give this guy another five hundred million to buy a new set of defenders, the problems will still be there. It's like he has lost his aura a bit. So Charlie. But the thing yeah, is, you know, the thing is actually, this is the first time you have spent up to five seasons at one club. And some people are saying that maybe the players have, like you said, they are becoming a bit tired. Because he's a very demanding manager and maybe he has got everything possible out of that group of players. And it's just... And if you spend... They haven't won Champions If you spend five seasons in a team like City and win the trophies they've already won, and you can't tell me you can't rebuild with all this money... Ah, then I beg you, the genius tax should be taken out. And yeah, then, so, that, so this rebuild. is the rebuild. The money is always there for you. So this is the rebuild. No, 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 no. The rebuild was two years ago. No, but, hey, no, no, no. Hey, the rebuild was two years Maris ago. Was I there. beg you. Those yes, exactly. Those Maris signings were just adding to the already good team. No, no. They were in the other end. It was Bernardo Silva, Maris, Sané, all of those boys. See all these, uh, all these players. They were, they were all part of the rebuild. Of the rebuild. Don't get me wrong, go relax, relax. I'm not, I'm not here to totally make it so uh, excuses <laughs> for people. I'm just trying to see the 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 other side because, like everyone else is exactly blast, everyone blast, else blast. is is you know agending against him. So I'm just trying to be the pep advocate <laughs> no, for. Oh yes, agenda. oh dear. But let's let let's give him let's hey, let's cut him dear, some slack. Even do you though, know? Do you know Pep Bob but Rodri? Uh, to come and take this guy's place, Fernandino's place, and it's it's you see that was also another um, and, and so you can't be talking like about rebuild. The guy, the guy has been doing it for a long time now. Sixty million, Pep, take it. Seventy, Pep, take it. Fifty, oh Pep, take. We want hundred million, oh Pep, take. You want this, Pep, take. Hey, no, but let's be honest. He has, he has no he has excuse. Done very, he, he has, has done, no excuse. But he has done very well in his time here. He has done very what well. What has he done? Well. Oh, he tried. What did he do? What did he do? Domestic trouble. Domestic trouble. Domestic trouble. He won the league with 100 points. He beat that with Liverpool. Domestic trouble. All those things are aesthetic, so please. No, but it's still, no, it's still silverware. It's still silverware because if you look back ah, 20 let, years from let now, me tell you something it's still silverware. Uh, Pep, Pep was brought to City to do what? To win trophies. Because oh, no, you know no, you are it, getting it wrong. The, the, the Champions League, here, the Champions League thing. Yes, thank see, you. That's the all. Champions League thing. Here, insiders have said that Pep was never given the task of winning the Champions League. But obviously, as a good manager, you who want are those to. Insiders? You want that's to win the Champions League. Who are those insiders? Who are those insiders? 
this is this is very easy to understand. Go and watch the uh, documentary. Uh, the, uh, the all or nothing yeah. documentary is in there. Before and he said he, 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 he they, they need to win the Champions League. It's part of his target. It is. It is before before they made it's part of before they made it to the semi finals. Yeah, their best finish was a semi final finish under uh, this Pellegrini. This yeah, Pellegrini. Pellegrini. You understand? Yeah. And look at the caliber of teams that were knocking Pep out of yeah. the Champions League. It's, it's not about there's no, obviously something there's obviously been something wrong it. especially in europe there's something wrong with with Guardiola and how he manages it is the yes, yes. Oh, that one when he and it. he has to take responsibility for it but i don't want us to say he's, oh, yeah. he's finished because he has not been Look, able to climb I, that final i am pained i am pained because i want him to challenge city um liverpool i know my team united is not good enough to do <laughs> So you with all the resources and your hey, let, let, let's get there. Let's you should be the one doing it. So don't even don't even try and uh, come in. Look, Pep Pep isn't doing well. Even Ole will not take five. Ateta will not even take five. Please. Let's move hmm. on. Anyway, let's move on because we are not Ateta about to make this. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just <saying>. <laughs> <laughs> We are not about to make this a Pep episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Moving on. The Chelsea game. Is bringing up a lot of controversy because you know you had the handball situation in the Chelsea game and you had the handball situation in the Spurs game, so it's bringing up a lot of controversy, controversy and talking points about the new rules that the Premier League have sort of been forced to adopt. Because now, the last season they were using the rule as their own discretion, but now FIFA has asked them to fall in line and call a foul or call for a penalty whenever there's a handball, regardless of whether it was intentional or Bro. What do you make of that? They keep, they, keep Let's start with they keep fucking up all that shit, man. I mean, anyway, no. make me work. Yeah, but um, they have, for the handball thingy, the Chelsea situation was a bit different from the Spurs one. Because according to the rules, after an accidental handball, if they are, the ball progresses by either passing or dribbling, before the goal scoring opportunity, then the the um, handball is is allowed to, to to pass. But and as you saw, when the ball hits Havertz's hand, it did go round a bit before eventually Tammy Brown put it in. So maybe that's the reason why it wasn't given as a handball because yeah, yeah it was it was yeah. obviously unintentional the way the ball hits his hand. But the Spurs one also one I don't understand why it was given as a handball because he was literally jumping. It's impossible. It's like now they want defenders to defend. With their I, hands by their side. And yeah. that was, you know, like, well, I'm a human being. I like, was I even more annoyed when I saw the Crystal Palace one because it was reminiscent of what Mane did in the Champions League final when he knocked it against Sissoko's hand. Because Dine literally headed the ball against Joe Ward's hand. And there was nothing he could do about it. They, they were so close together and the penalty was given. But when Calvert Lewin did almost the same thing, the ball hit his hand, it was close to his body. There was no penalty given. So it's the inconsistency mm. that people are getting very angry about there's no we know that okay when this happens a penalty be given it's like sometimes it is sometimes it's not and that's where the problem comes in the same thing happened with gabriel in our game but, but i think the last two games and it hits his hand and they didn't look look, look at his the next game it hit somebody's hand penalty and everybody's just like what the hell was that it's the same it's the same issue inconsistency man so do you think the rule should go back to how it was last season where the new format is, is still a good way to go nah. because actually um, actually, actually it's not just the premier league the other leagues have been doing this for about two years now Serie A, la liga they've been using it for two years it was the premier league that was the last to fall in so is it a matter of the premier league fans being a bit See, the way they the, are the, love- the, the thing is that we premier league fans are actually used to insulting referees <laughs> and also having this passion when they get things wrong and all of that so we are used to that and okay with that this penalty decision that has, has come and has been imposed on the efforts used by Paul is actually ruining the English ball because the pace at which they play and everything. This is actually bad. You can, you can actually target somebody's a defender's hand and play the ball against his hand and you get a penalty. Yeah, yeah. A good player. Like you, you have 21 penalties. You have to want 21 penalties awarded already in just 25 games. And out of the 21, almost like 18 and handballs. You understand? Like, it doesn't make sense. It, has, it doesn't make sense. Like, are you trying to tell me that when I'm in motion and I'm jumping, I should put my hand next to my body? Or when I'm moving back, my hands to be next it, to my body? It's not even a I natural jump. Can. No, I would like... It's so you weird. 
it makes defending hard. Like, they should actually check this. And I know the Premier League, when the complaints get a lot, they will actually uh, make a proposition to FIFA. Because this is, this is absurd, man. This is ruining the game. It's absurd. Like, come on. Like, I hate Tottenham, but what happened to, to, to them was bullshit. It was bad. Like, it, it, like, if it happened to my team, I'll be pissed. So I expect their fans to be as the, pissed. It is absolutely The Palace nonsense. one. The, the Palace one. Yeah. The Spurs one. Absolutely rubbish. Like, it's bad. They are rubbish bad. Stuff, and the inconsistency, man. as you both spoke about. If you are red, be red. If it's this, be this. So, yeah. You need to check it out. Even because of that, it was it was it was a bit satisfying then, seeing some old school penalties in the city game. Just raw tackles, no handball, no controversy, nothing. Stone cold penalties. <laughs> you know. But speak on the still on Chelsea. What do you make of their stats and Lampard in general? Because after everybody they've signed, they've it's early days, but they still don't look impressive. And Thiago Silva really struggled in the game. Crack, how you see him? I'll actually judge Lampard when he has all his players. When he has ZH, when he has Pulisic mm-hmm. back, when he sets out, we all see that this is his first level. This is his preferred team. Whether the new keeper, the new keeper gets to be imposed, we don't know. I actually want to give him benefit of doubt because I have it on record tweeting that people will actually see Lampard's real character, <laughs> true colors when he has his signings. People are giving excuse that oh he didn't have signings. They were, he came when they had a ban, so he's making deal with what he has, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But we are going to see his real coaching prowess when all his players are fit and ready and he puts out his first level. That, oh, this is Mendy in post, this and this and that. And we know that, yes, <coughs> go and play. That is when I will judge him. But it is not looking promising. He looks confused. He, he looks naive and he's switched. But I, I like how Chelsea reacts even when they are down. Yesterday, he was able to switch he was able to switch some formation and players and realize that, oh, he had an impact. But then it was too late, which means that they could have prevented some things. But Lampard is so naive and he has showed it. But I only actually give my verdict when all his players are fit and he sets out his 11. But the question I have, do you think Lampard is capable of coaching a good defense? Because you have to bear in mind that under Sarri... <laughs> And sorry, he had he had basically the same defense, but Chelsea had the third best defense in the league. They considered the third fewest goals in the league, and they had Kepa and Go. They had Rudiger, all the guys who we are insulting now. They were also in the team. So do you think is a is a coaching I problem? I personally don't think Lampard is a defensive coach, or he knows how to organize a defense. Since he took over, Chelsea's defense has never looked organized. They've actually become the calamity James of the of the Premiership. In terms of everybody. It goes like, oh, Arsenal Chelsea, there, he has some one mistake. They, like, they became as bad as Arsenal in terms of mistakes that led to, to, to goals. And so, I don't personally think he's a he's a defensive coach. Can he do it? Maybe. Can Thiago uh, Silva help? I don't think so, given the way he started. But that one, I'll just give it that. I'm just, it's just bad. I, he's still a good defender, and I do think you organize it. They need time. It's a, it's a, it's a new squad. They bought eight, no, seven new, or is it eight? Eight new first-team players. Charlie, that's a lot. It's like changing your whole team. They will definitely need time to 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 uh, gel. Well, Pierre, do you agree? Yeah, and I I I think for the defense, you probably have to get some help because this is a problem that has been prevalent since last season, and we all thought maybe with Thiago Silva it would improve a bit. I never really expected him to go to maybe first three best defenses in the league with Thiago Silva because. I still feel that maybe the pace of the league will get to him because of his age. But maybe there will be a, a, a chance for us to see the real Chelsea like um, I think Gerard was saying when there's a bit of time has passed and we have all the players fit and then we can really have the players gelling because that's a lot of that the chemistry helps with the performance. When the players play together for a while and then there's um, especially the centre-backs and the whole defensive line, when they play together for a while, then you have them putting up better performances. So I would reserve my judgments on Lampard and the defence, especially until maybe 10 games, 15 games, and then we can really see what they, are, they have to offer. Now, to quickly add to what you said, and Smiley's, Smiley's question, because my answer was actually a bit off. I think one thing that is worrying Chelsea's defence is Lampard not knowing his best midfield pass passion. 
they don't really have cover. When you watch their games, they are so open in the middle. Kante is no longer the Kante mm -hmm. we know, and Kovacic is not really a good tackler. Kovacic can disrupt play and actually win ball, but he's not a good tackler. You can bypass Kovacic easily. You understand? Kovacic's main strength is driving at the opposition defense and players, not him being at the receiving end. And then you have Jorginho. When you put him inside too, Jorginho is not defensively sound. He still needs to find that defensive pair, that, uh, that central midfield pair, that will actually cover the defense a bit. One. Secondly, two, he doesn't know who his preferred left back is. Alonso is poor. <laughs> but then, this guy too, Emerson, is not also good defensively. So what will he do? He needs to figure that out Frank. himself. Yeah. yeah. Frank. See, um, have you seen what you said about them protecting the, the defense? When Arteta came, the first thing he saw is that the midfield not protecting the defense. That'd be why the defense, they make mistakes. Because then they come at them yeah. full, full vim. He organized, make Shakades can't sit them up front. Now, they, you can't come at Arsenal the same way. He has to. So, it's made it yeah, a lot he harder. Has he's, he has to everybody's sit, talking about defensive yeah, structure. That, he needs to figure out the defensive to, structure because right out. now they don't he have one. He needs to because that open play that he has been playing with all full out attack, if I score, if I score, you score me three, I can score <laughs> you four. It is not going to win you and get you anywhere. Yeah, and I think he what, needs to figure yeah, it out. Yeah. And secondly, too, he needs to find a part, the partner for Thiago Silva and sort out his keeper issues too as well. It doesn't breathe confidence in a defense. He sorted that one out. Or he sorted. He sorted. Has he? Well, we are yet to. We, see, we are yet to see. Yeah, how we are yet to see. Also, 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 they see. Because he used Caballero, so we are yet to see the new keeper as well. When he too comes and consists three, hmm. right now what will hmm. you do? <laughs> I am really praying that he does well. Oh. I'm really, really praying for his own sake. Oh, me, I'm not praying mm. that's for me. I want him to flop. Oh, no, I'm not praying. I, I, <laughs> I want them. To, I want Lamba to be sacked. <laughs> I want him to be sacked, baby, because. He thought that he thought that oh, uh, the coach will be easy. That guy he will be the because Roman is unforgiving. Oh. If he give you money, you forgive him trophy. At eight new players. Hey, first team, oh, first team, Asa. most they spent. <laughs> record, anyway, record, let's record. Let's quickly, let's quickly skim through the rest of the games. We also had the Everton two, Crystal Palace one. Hammers was impressive again in that game. We had. Yep. Uh, Burnley losing at home to Southampton. We had um, Leeds. Leeds have now Leeds have won two out of their three games. They've been quite impressive so far. They lost against only Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Just saying. And that was quite an impressive defeat, actually. And you have West Ham just smashing Wolves. That was very unexpected. Smashing <laughs> Wolves. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. Okay, at all. no, no, no. So when they played Arsenal, I thought they actually played very well. So just like the next game, yes, they'll, they'll, I, I thought they'll draw it. But Charlie, the way they bang wolves, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to other leagues. Today, Sunday, we saw the debut of Luis Suarez. He came off the bench for Atletico, scored two goals, got one assist. What do you make of his move to Atletico? Because he seems to have fit in very seamless. Corey. Suarez is Suarez. He's a goal scorer. He's always been. He's always been that kind of player. I, I don't think age has made him worse. I think age has added a bit of finesse to his game. He's become like the Messi of his type of game. He added finesse to it. Him going to Atletico, Atletico fits in. He's a dogged, rugged player. He go chase you down, go just take a bite you then. So it, it fits it fit the way Atletico they play. Uh, Costa say, uh, uh, now I'm, I'm the one that beats, he's the one that bites. So it'd be normal. <laughs> he fits He fits the team, Pepe, Pepe, so I'm not surprised and how well he he he, he has done. Well, Pierre, how do you, what do you think about? It? For me, the 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 thing that sticks out about the Suarez move was not it's not even how well he do at Atletico because, like you said, we all know how how good the striker he is. But the manner in which he was pushed out the door by Barcelona, it's it's very sad. I, I again I saw a comment and someone was saying that we are seeing this great club disintegrating before our very eyes. And and by the end of next season, if Messi is to walk out the door as well. It will be very interesting to see how um, they reorganize the team and rebuild from 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 there. Because as of now, playing the playing staff is in a mess. The boardroom too is in a mess, and the the club needs prayers. Honestly. Hmm. Anyway, I mean, personally, I'm just interested in seeing how Suarez links up with Jao Felix because he look it looks like it might be a very <laughs> good fit because. See, it's not even a person. You see, I know they will do any Felix agenda or anything, but honestly, 
he's the guy has struggled. He's he's hard to play with Morata. He has hard to play with Diego Costa. Ali Suarez is a player who is more along his style of play. So it would be interesting to see how the two of them get along in the team. But anyway, this weekend we had plenty upsets, and another one of them was Bayern Munich losing at home four one. Hey, losing away four one to Hoffenheim. And you know they've been on the rise for months now. So this came very much out of the blue. Rapia, what do you make of it? I mean, I don't, I don't really put much stock into that defeat. It will, it will just be a blip on their march to the title. But is it their tenth or ninth Bundesliga title? This will be. I honestly don't, because Dortmund also lost. And the thing about the Bundesliga is, you think about if Bayern is to lose, let's say three, four games in the season, do we have a team that can, that can take advantage of that? And Dortmund have proven that they are, they are not as mentally strong to, to when it comes to crunch time. Leipzig are still a bit of an unknown factor because you don't know what they'll get from them under Nagelsmann. And for the other teams, they are less on quality. So I doubt they are going to be able to make a strong charge for the title. So I really just think it's going to be a blip and Bayern will regain form the next game. Crack. I think Bayern Munich were just drunk today. Lewandowski was on a bench. And like on the bench, uh, yeah. You can't, you, you just can't make anything. First time in two like, years. Yeah, they've lost school, but then they are going to go on some nineteen all run. You see, they're going yeah, to go on some exactly. nineteen games exactly. on beating, on beating. Like it's just the Bundesliga. They can lose ten mm. and still win <laughs> it. Like nobody cares. And we move on to Syria with um, Juventus. Pelo had a very good first game. They won three 0 the second game is actually not over as we speak, but it's in the 92nd minute and it's 2-2. Ronaldo scoring two goals for um, Juventus and Roma took an uh, early The game lead. just what? ended. It just ended. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you, how do you see Pelos Juventus team? Because in the first game, for me, they weren't too impressive, but they won by three goals. But I don't think the performance was too good and in this second game it seems like they struggled a lot so what do you make of it Corey you watched the game uh I didn't watch the game and I have only watched uh extended highlights of of UV matches so I can't say I've seen them play in a in a full 90. Oh, okay. uh from from their results I'll say I expected it because Perlo came in, no track record. I don't even know where he came from. I don't even know whether he was a free agent or just picked up or what. Like Nobody knows about his coaching ability. And because it's not touted, if they say, okay, they run this X player, it doesn't mean he knows how to he knows how to coach. And now he has to manage egos. He has to manage players that were already there. He has to manage players that are not even his. Their transfer market has been abysmal. Because everybody they want to sign is, is either old people or... Like, well, well, anyway, you've always signed old people. But mm-hmm. still, I, I don't think they've done well in this transfer market, so the results don't surprise me. Mm-hmm. And Wepia, what do you make of it? Yeah, for Juventus, I I almost feel like this is the time where we would, would see whether Conte can really make the push for the title because of all the years that other teams have tried to um, usurp Juventus' stone, this is where I feel they are actually weakest. And I'll be interested. I'm actually watching more of Inter to see whether they can. They had an impressive win yesterday coming from behind. So I would like to see how well they can, you know, manage the season, manage their Challenge. players to be able to make a strong charge. I think Pelo, Pelo may, may be given a pass if they don't win the, the, the um, Scudetto because they know how inexperienced he, they, yeah, they know how inexperienced he is when they sign him. And so maybe they will give him a pass and then next season... To move on from there. Which pass? Huh. They shouldn't give him any pass. <laughs> hey, give this, give this, this, Where give this from? team to uh, 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 what's the name? Opele. He should win the Serie A. <laughs> he shouldn't get any pass. I'm seeing this, and I don't even know why they suck Sari. Watching the game, there's no difference. Even Sari, Sari even has an identity. You watch it. It's like Pelo has given, has just selected eleven players. Do what you want to do. There is no pattern of play. There is nothing. You don't even the know the what Sari, they're doing. There's no idea. I felt that the Sari, the Sari has, um, appointment was, was wrong from the beginning because Juventus as a club, eh, I feel like the identity is more predicated on winning 
trophies no matter what. We've seen how Conte did it, how Allegri did it with they are back, chasing the back system. The um, you know, compact, exactly, defensively compact and then but now it seems like everyone wants to play flamboyant free flowing football, so they decided mm-hmm. that they are going to go for Sarian. I I could see that it will probably not work out because he needs time. That's what happened at Chelsea. Sarri needs time to build the philosophy to inculcate into the players. And if you don't give him that time, because the people at Juventus, they are not very patient. If you don't give him that time, I mean, he won the, the Serie A, but he still got the boots. So I was not surprised to see that happen. Sarri is not good at managing egos and superstars. There are some coaches like that. Whatever you do, yeah, he actually, he actually came into management yeah, very late. He has yeah. a rigid, Sarri has a rigid. Rigid style of play that he wants and his his, uh, his philosophy. If you don't fall in line, you have an issue with you. And he doesn't always work with superstars. He doesn't know how to manage that. And you brought Sarri, yes. in, a, a manager with no experience in the Champions League, to get to the Champions League. The domestic trophy, they mm-hmm. I say, give the team to Opele. You win it. <laughs> so me, the fellow isn't. It's still early days though, and I hope he gets it right. But he's unimpressive. Trust me, he's not. Yeah. Moving on to the NBA, this one will be a very quick one. The Lakers reached their, their first NBA finals in 10 years. LeBron has come to save the day. He came, took them to the finals, and this is his 10th final appearance in, of his career, which is this the most of any player? Crack, this will be your first. No, 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 it's no, actually, no. It's actually the third. The not, third. not the most of Yeah, he's yeah, tied with Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. But then, what to, in this modern era, for you to go nine finals out of ten, and and in a decade, it's actually wild. Like it's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's wild. Seems like a very impressive thing. And do you think the Lakers have it in them to go all the way? Oh yeah, they are winning it. They don't have anybody that can compete with them. They are winning it. LeBron alone is is enough reason for you to know that once you get to the final, he's not gonna lose it. So yeah, and you have. Two inexperienced teams in the Celtics and the Miami, young players actually mm. building. building and coming to the, they are not there yet. And you have an experienced team in the Lakers with like veterans that have between them like five titles and all. You understand? They've been there, some of them have been there and done that. Rondo and 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 Ron have been there, mm-hmm. they won it. You have Javel McGee who has also won it with the Warriors. And you have Dwight who has been in the finals, but unfortunately didn't win it. So they they have experience, which the Miami Heat they only have a Guadala who has done it, and not nobody. The Celtics too don't have anybody who has won it before. So yeah, LeBron is LeBron's to lose. So we are done with our headlines for the week. We are moving on to the transfer review segment. There have been quite a number of interesting transfers that happened since our last episode. And it doesn't get bigger than Thiago Alcantara moving from Bayern Munich to Liverpool. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Corey, <laughs> be like, since your hat up. See, he did my hat up, chair because see, that that he was one player. I followed him since Barca, since he was in small time Barca. <laughs> and that guy, his passing was was always like when I saw, I was like Charlie, this guy go hit any team. When he went to Bayern, I said, "Aha, peace of mind. Go to Germany. N- nobody will see you over there. You can go and disturb <laughs> over there." Then Liverpool come and bring him on top of Salah, uh, uh, Salah money and things. Charlie, <laughs> it, 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 they can't worry me. Forty-five minutes he played, he passed more, more <laughs> than the whole Chelsea team. I mean, Charlie, he, he was he me. I think he's the signing of the season. And do you think he has the ability to take Liverpool to another level? Because, in fact, what, where can they go from here? They are already at the peak of wherever they are. So. Do you think he's someone who can even take them even higher than they are now? They'll score a lot more goals. 100%. Their midfield too. It looks like he's good because their midfield has always, in this period of dominance, their midfield has been a slight weak point for them because mm-hmm. there's not as much mm-hmm. quality there as in other areas of the field for them. But And in addition, they added Diogo Jota. Which came out of the blue. The transfer took about twenty-four hours yeah, from, the, from oh, yeah. the time the news It took eight. Hours, it, I think it took like six hours or four hours or something like that since uh, from from the time it broke. And <laughs> and how do you think is a good signing for them? Wepia. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And you see, I think the the biggest thing about the Thiago signing 
bo- I mean, both of the signings is, is just to remove that element of sterility because the last season they didn't make any signings and they, they sort of wanted to have the consistency of the previous season and carry it on to the next season. But as we saw with Pochettino Spurs, when you don't make new signings for a while, the team tends to become a bit still. Even though the players are good, there needs to be a, a little more... Um, how do I how do I put it? But there needs to be some new energy um, put into the team and a high-profile signing like Thiago. I mean, he just yeah, exactly to refresh the team. He literally commands the ball when 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 he, when he asks for it. You can't say you not give it to him. And the way he passes the ball so fluid, <laughs> it's it's, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful to watch. And for him, for him, you he, rush him, then he go nuts make you. Then oh, he go, he go I mean, I mean, his touches are just so refined. It's like. <laughs> It's, uh, we can have a whole episode talking about how good Thiago is, and he's probably the most aesthetically pleasing player on the planet right now. But the, be- the best thing about the signings was, especially the way they were executed, no protracted rumors and long, long negotiations like some other teams are doing. Mm-hmm. Manchester United, I'm looking Sorry, at Why the sub, but, why the sub song but, to United? You see, the thing, is, the thing is, in this day and age, I feel that the the best teams are, are are doing the the work off the field as well as on the field because you need to get your your scouting right you need to get your um, marketing and all those other things right so that you can translate the success onto the pitch united have focused a lot more on one aspect okay we are not united but liverpool have done the work on both aspects and so we are seeing the success success translated onto the field and many other clubs will, should have to take notes from them Honestly, me personally, I, env- I just envy Liverpool <coughs> and their fans. Because yep. earlier this week, I rem- was it last week actually, after Liverpool's uh, second game of the season, I think, one of their fans said something about how they need someone to come and challenge money on the left wing because he's getting a bit too overconfident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look and at then, barely two days later, they've signed Jota. As a United fan, I can only dream of such efficiency. Oh. And speed, you know, this can United, never, <laughs> United, can never United, United. I was reading, I was reading an article, and they, and Ed Woodward gave an interview, and he was, he was, he was talking about how good it was that when you remember when Igalo was about to be signed, resigned from, I think Shanghai, Shenhua, yeah. whatever. He was, he was the most trending yeah. topic on Twitter, and that's actually something that they yeah. take, they take into account. I mean, they like the into fact that yeah. Sancho, yes, Sancho is is regularly trending. On, in, in the world, in social media and other things, it's putting United at the forefront of people's consciousness. It's all part of the marketing, wow, look, you know, thing wow, that, look. you know, the, the business that they're trying to build. Exactly, exactly. They don't, they don't care about getting it done Jones. as quickly as possible. Jones. But they're trying to do other things on the side. And, it's, and I feel that Ole doesn't have the, the, the strength to sort of put his foot down and say, I need a plan by next week. And it should be done for him. He doesn't have that kind of, you know... Um, Pulling power, not just the market, but like within the club yeah. to be able to order people you, around. If you be a full, full yeah. footballer, if you be a footballer, where uh, uh, Ole Gana call you, say me you can't put them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Pete, teacher. What's up? Anyway, still on the subject of Wolves, um, Nelson Semedo moved from Barca to Wolves. And it seems like a very good signing for Wolves because it looks like they are punching above their weight. In terms of this particular signing, he looks like someone who is above this level. What do you think of that? Crack. Jorge Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, the keyword. Oh, those are the keywords. <laughs> I mean, I mean, moving from a team, from a team like Barcelona to Wolves is a big deal. A sinking ship like Barcelona. A talented, talented young chap, but he hasn't really done a lot in world football for me to see that I, I, he's just coming to get it running or kickstart. The Wolves, this one and everything. I want to see him in action first because England is a different ball game. I know he will succeed because he has a lot of Portuguese-speaking players in that team, which will help him gel and all of that, and a, mm-hmm. and a Portuguese-speaking coach as well. So that that uh, that atmosphere over there will help him a lot. But I want to see him play, and we are actually happy on Tuesday, shaking like hey hey, because teams like United aren't signing anybody, and it looks like. Uh, a, team, a middle team like uh, Wolves are getting good targets and getting who they want. So 
I don't understand what is happening. Eyebrows, but I literally I don't understand see. what is happening with United. <laughs> they said they are broke. I don't want to go talk about United. I beg you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I I want to see him play. It's a good signing, but then people should calm down. Like calm down. If he was really, really seen top and that good, Abasa wouldn't let him go. So, yeah, let's see how you go. Another signing involving Barca, Arturo Vidal. You know, Conte, it seems he, if you are below 30, he's not interested in you. He only wants 30 plus players. And he has gone. Experience, experience, he's, he's, experience. He's going to sign Arturo Vidal. And that makes it, I think, 11, 30 plus players they have in their squad now. That's that's yes. incredible. I just I just With saw that Handanovic is I just saw that Handanovic is thirty six years old and I was it's like it's like these players have been at Inter forever. And I mean maybe it will do the job this season to get to get the, the Serie A title. So that's what he wants to do. That's why he did at Chelsea. He brought in the player that he felt to do the job for the season. Victor Moses was balling like we, we've never seen before. Marcos Alonso was all of a sudden a good player. And maybe that's what he wants to recreate at Inter. Just try and get the the best bits out of these dying players and then when he's done they just chuck them all out and then try and rebuild again. What do you, what, what do you think it will happen to Inter if he were to leave right now? Because th- these are very short term. Exactly, like, exactly. It's very it's, extra, it's, extra short term. It's done, it's, he, they've done it to accomplish a short term goal and then when they are done presumably Conte will be the man to, to, to back to sort of refresh the team and start again. Because he did at Juventus he spent um, longer than he did at Chelsea and so he had that opportunity to, you know, have success over a long period. And maybe that's what Inter want to do. But for now, they want to win silverware. They want to get something to show the fans that progress is being made. So maybe those, that's the reason for those signings. And like Mourinho has shown us over the years, sometimes you just need the world veterans to, to help push you over the line when it comes to getting the silverware. Maybe that's what Conte wants yep. to do. Yep. Moving on to guys, Bill. Finally, getting his move out of Madrid, he's finally out of his hell, <laughs> and that's another problem. Is do you think it's going to be a game-changing signing for Tottenham? Because either they are getting a motivated Bill, or you're going to get the Bill of the latter part of his Madrid career where he wasn't too interested in playing and all that. Do you think it's a game-changing signing, or it's it's not something that has a lot of promise? Garibaldi <laughs> uh, hasn't played football for a long while. Garibaldi coming to Tottenham is a perfect story. Where he started from, where he became a superstar, and where he moved, where he came back. Everybody has this hope of Garibaldi turning it up into the old Garibaldi, but it's different now. But you're actually getting a much more experienced Garibaldi. But whether he's mm-hmm. still an injury-prone Garibaldi, we don't know. Garibaldi isn't that old speedster that he put in the wings that he go to run ragged around defending right now he plays smart and I think he will play up top with uh, um, Kane Kane he will play behind Kane that's what I want Mourinho to play 4-3-1 with Garibaldi as the number 10 and Son on the left and this guy on the right if he plays Bill up top on the right wing well I don't know about his pace and all but I actually want to see him play He's still getting his money. He's still about to play golf again. <laughs> and he's injured till like October. So <laughs> let's see. But any which way you look at it, it's, it's, a, it's a good coup for Tottenham. A team like Tottenham. It's a, it's yeah, a good signing. Because it's a, it's I think a low, Bill it's is... It's a lone move. So it's, it's good. And he Bill wants is a lot more experience, long, so. bro. So do you think yeah. he's a he's a kind of signing who could probably parachute Tottenham into the top four? Yes, easily. Easily, if if he performs like the bill we know and what we expect from him, easily. Because whatever he do, when Bill is on the pitch, he's dangerous. Charlie. We've still Charlie. seen him with Wales. You understand? Even if he doesn't perform for Madrid, we see him play at Wales, and he's still dangerous. Free kicks, long range, he can still play them. Heading, he can still head the ball. So yeah, he's still a dangerous threat. So we just hope he stays fit and shows the class he is. So. But whichever we ask, whichever you look at, is a very good signing for Spurs. And also on Tottenham, they finally got Sergio Reguilon, who, as we all know, was looking like he was on his way to United mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. Madrid decided to demand a buyback clause and all sorts of things. And United said they were too big for all that. Do you think he's going to be a good fit 
at Tottenham. Okay, well, Pierre, let's let's hear it. Apparently, you remember when when De Gea was was about to move to to Real Madrid, and then there was the whole what paperwork issues and stuff like that. It seems like fax machine. Yeah, exactly. It's like Real Madrid were felt very hard done by, and that's that's part of the reason why they they decided to make this deal as difficult for United as possible. Because I don't know the details. I don't know if any of you knew whether the buyback clause was installed in the contract for Reginald Spurs. Because it seemed like it was something that was only there for United. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Nah, it was. Okay, it was. It was. But it was, it was. It, it, I think it's around 35 million or 40 million or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I I feel like he will be he will be an upgrade. The best the thing for, about these pair signings is the feel good factor that's come back into the club. Because you see how the positivity is now there when the bill signing was announced, when the regular signing was announced. After that, Everton lost. It seemed like everything was down at the club. But. That feel good factor is back, and obviously, like um, George spoke about, Bale is always quality. Regulon, as we know, he, he proved that Sevilla, a Europa League winner, he is also a very good player. And it would be it would be nice to see um, Mourinho putting all these 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 stars together to maybe make the push for the, the the top four and go far in the Europa League. But don't you think this signing has shades of Alberto Mourinho around it? Because as you know, <laughs> Mourinho also moved to Liverpool after winning the Europa League. And they have quite similar qualities, and also in terms of their statistical out- outputs, I think they recorded similar amount of assists at Sevilla. They have uh, similar goal contributions. Like they are very similar. So don't you think it could go very badly for Tottenham in that respect? Yeah, definitely. England will expose you because yeah. <laughs> in a team like with a team like Spurs and Amorino, you also prioritize defending. You understand? Mm-hmm. You have you have spots where Tottenham will be under pressure, and Rogulian will not be getting the opportunity to be attacking and going forward. And he's really good attacking wise because I've watched, aside watching him against United, I watched a couple of clips, and I and I see that he's a very good attacking left back. But then when the pressure is on, when they are coming at you, when they are being physical in England, could you be able to? We stand it. As you said, Moreno had a pace and everything as well, but he was still exposed at England. So, the Premier League has... Look, the Premier League isn't the best tactical league in the, in the world, but they have this, this thing about the league where if you can't stand pressure, attention, they will cheat you. They will get to you. Yeah, like, they are being physical. You, are, you can see big guys in the Premier League that can actually run... Go Bruce Werner. He said he knows his defenders like, like this before. You can see mobile big guys. Which will you can see a winger. Look at Tottenham's right back, Doherty. A right back, look at his size. I mean, then you see uh, 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 Brighton's Lumpty. <laughs> look at the height disparity. <laughs> but then Doherty is actually mobile and can run. Overlap and cross and all of that. So, uh, Regulon is, is, is also a good coup for Moreno. Because if he puts out that team, and like, I mean, Tottenham has to challenge for top four. They have to. After all of this, they really have to. We need, you just need to get it right and figure it out. But we need to see more That's of the video for us to know whether he'll be a, a hit or not. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the final transfer we are going to look at, Murata. Personally, how Murata seems to get moves money to laundry. teams. That might be money laundering. <laughs> be money laundering. Oh, but see, we are not the money London. <laughs> then they take the boy clean, clean, clean some money. The mafioso money, you know. Because be it normal. makes no sense. He hasn't scored more than 20 goals at any club in his career so far. I Yet, the most useless striker. He has the, one of the most impressive CVs in football. So, what's going on over there? Well, Pierre, what, do you, what do you make of it? Um, you know, the, the funny thing about that is... Um, I feel like Real Madrid um, stunted his career when they recalled him for Juventus. Because if you recall, in 2015, he had a very good partnership with Tevez when they win the Champions League final. And I felt like that was a, 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 a team where he could actually kick on and maybe become one of the, the, the best number nines out there. But when he went back to Real Madrid and was spending a lot of time on the bench, even though his stats were good, he, had, um, he scored a lot of goals, I still feel that his best performances came in the Juventus shed. And maybe that's what Juventus looked at and decided that maybe they are going to take a gamble on him because it's been clear for a long time that they've been trying to find 
a partner for 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 or someone who Ronaldo can play off because they've been in for Edin Dzeko for a while. They they were in for Luis Suarez at the point. You heard the whole brouhaha with his examinations and all that kind of thing. I feel like they just wanted a striker who could um somehow occupy defenders to enable um Ronaldo to have it a little bit easier when in the offensive third. So maybe that's what they are looking out for. And he can he can possibly regain that form from twenty sixteen. Then it will be a very successful um, um purchase. Oh crack why they laugh. Crack why something they had to pay. Hopefully regain <laughs> form five years ago. <laughs> anyway Perlo <laughs> <laughs> has Perlo has uh, um this boy. The Argentine, the Argentine, what's his name? Dybala. Dybala uh, and doesn't know how to use him. Pelo plays a funny formation. This Morata buy that they bought, look, they didn't need Morata. They didn't need him at all. So you don't think they need this a striker play, at all? They didn't need Morata in particular? They didn't need Morata. Even to some extent, they didn't even need a striker. Yeah, I agree with that. You understand? They didn't need that. And they're trying to get rid of uh, Dor- no, but they got Pasta. rid of they got rid of Higuainu, so they they were sort of yeah. look, in that look, area. That Higuain look Higuain there was even taking Ronaldo's space. That guy was fat and wasn't <laughs> willing to lose weight. But at this point, eh, I think he wasn't doing anything. Uh, Ronaldo there. Ronaldo has reached a stage where you almost need One to, thing you need I'll to manage him. Sort of. You need to be managing him and and having someone who can take oh. the load of him. In that league, when you manage him, I said you can put you can put the baller there. You can let the baller strike, it will work. But one thing about Morata that I like is his movement. Yeah, yeah. Morata yeah. moves into space. Like yeah. that guy's movement yeah. is pretty Crack. like Crack, you sure. I'm telling you, Morata's off the ball movement. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the best around. Steady him. But when he gets the ball, what to do with it? That's the problem. <laughs> Jimmy but it's off the ball movement, yeah. pulling defenders away. Yeah. Oh, Morata is really good at that. So if you only can do that for Ronaldo to get space, that's fine. But if you are telling me that I rely on Morata to give you 15 goals, ah, please. Right now, he's, <laughs> no, he's no longer that style of striker. His pass is expiring. Yeah. Personally, yeah, me, I don't rate Morata at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are done with the transfer review segment. And we are moving on to the hot takes. Today we have just one hot take, but it is a very hot, hot take. And it's coming from as Craig Moniz underscore. And he said, Hansi Flick's Bayern is collectively better than any version of Zidane's Madrid. This, this is a very bold statement. Because we've seen the Flick's Bayern for just like half a season. Because he came in in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And he, he did come and work wonders, but you're comparing them to a Madrid team that won the Champions League back to back to back. So, Crack, what's, what's, how did you see him? Look, to our listeners and our fans, like, we, we know you guys like us and we give you the opportunity to contribute and all. <laughs> hot takes are supposed to be hot. They are supposed to be thought provoking. This, this is not. Yeah. It's a straight no. <laughs> and it's I don't even possible. have to explain myself. It is not it's better just, than a Ronaldo team. Look, Ronaldo alone playing for that Madrid team, winning back to back Champions League, and the Super Cup that you want to end the trip, the domestic, that's why you want to compare to. They did it, they were there, they done that, and they won the back to back. Flick came halfway and has done it. Yes. Allow him to win it this season that we see. Then you compare. What kind of comparison is that? Look at the caliber of teams you beat to win it. Oh, yeah, you, you score Barca 8. You've done well. Man was lashing by Minique and since. You die by Minique that you are talking. Didn't Zidane beat you? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, all this... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? This is very hot take. Yeah, team won Champions yeah. League back to back yeah. to back. That is please, no yeah. fucking Come small on, feat. Man. I beg. Yeah. I just, uh, that I one, there, no yeah, matter. That, the yeah. Champions League is full of the best teams. Yeah. Is is the best teams in the world? The it's not possible. Bundesliga is nothing new. The Bundesliga, 
winning dom- uh, uh, the domestic cups. Ah, Pep, Pep, Pep Seth, go, go, go win oh. this league. Charlie, Charlie, win okay. Champions League back to back to back. And we know that, yeah. I think the thing about this German team is everyone is just excited to see how nice their football is and the, and the, the ruthlessness with which they dispatch their opponents. Like you mentioned the Barcelona game and many other times where they've, they've just wiped the floor with the, the opponents. But being able to play at this level eh, for season after season after season is a whole different ball game. And me personally, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the greatest fan of that Real Madrid um, 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 three-pit side, but then you have to acknowledge the greatness. They managed to, 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 to accomplish the, the, the task. They won the, the trophy three times in a row. And even though this Bayern Munich team is very good, maybe one of, in the, in the past maybe 10, 15 years, one of the best teams to win the Champions League, I still feel that they have a way to go if they want to match up with one of the truly greatest sides ever. Because playing at the highest level consistently is one of the things that prevents a lot of, or it separates, let's say, the men from the boys when it comes to the elite level. See, this corona actually put a lot of things in perspective and a lot of things in disarray. Barcelona were going through a lot of things. Yes, the Champions League was a one-legged tie. It wasn't two again. Anything happens. Once you go 2-0 down, you know there's no home game or away game. Look, if you are demoralized, you are demoralized. Because you know there's no way back. You leave and you, they'll score you. We know Barca had a lot of issues. But then against PSG... PSG had a chance to worry them. They lost. PSG lost by a goal. Fine. We saw them against Sevilla in the Super Cup. Right. Sevilla went 1-0 one, one up and they had to come back in the 70-something minutes. Sevilla and we saw their play, and we saw how Sevilla, Exactly. And we saw how Sevilla could have hurt this Bayern Munich team as well. Like, they are good. Yes, they are good. But it's not something that we haven't seen before. This Bayern Munich team is not better than the Ribery Robin Lane Bayern Munich team. Hey, the job hang, the job hang by meeting. We've seen that, like, hmm. come on, man, they should relax. That defense, that defense of uh, uh, Alaba and Jerome, <laughs> Jerome Boateng. If they had gone through, if they had gone through the the same process, like without no break, coming back and all of that, you would have seen a different ball game. Like, look at Leon, Leon beating City. Leon, yeah. we're, we're, we're on fire. Yeah, exactly. People picked from, and it was in a short while, yeah, they wrote it. But a lot of teams were going through a lot of things. No fans, no, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Minute, a lot of were good. They beat Barca. I think people are just basing everything on that one Barcelona match. <laughs> but we've had Madrid beat the same Bayern Munich team moment away. 7-2 or 7-3. But you should know by now, football fans... <laughs> Have very short-term memory, so you seem to do a so lot of. Uh, this yeah, is not a hot take. Yeah. If you win back to back to back, come back. That is all. <laughs> so with that, we end the hot take segments. And to Craig Moniz, it was an emphatic no from our team. <laughs> clean no, clean. So we come to the end of the episode. It was a very good episode, and I want to give a big. Thank you to Wepia for joining us. And you yeah, should all you listen to... Me. Thank you for having me. You should all listen oh. to the Football in Perspective podcast on any of the podcast platforms. You get it there. And we also like to give a big shout-out to Cyril and Donald, our producers. Cyril told us today we should keep it under one hour. So those of you who have been crying for us to do episodes over one hour... Blame our producer. Blame our producer. Yes. Today we have strict instructions. At Cyril. Drop it on there. Yes, we'll drop it there. Blame him. Send him DMs. Attack him. (laughs) Thank you. He gave us strict strict instructions to keep us under one hour today. He can't cut this out because we have to end the show. Yeah, he threatened to... (laughs) He threatened to ban our sentence. Hmm. Very unsafe working conditions in this Violence, man. And also to the listeners, please keep on sending us your hot takes. Keep them hot as always. We want very controversial takes so that we have a lot of dialogue. The controversial and, ones. Yes. The exactly. ones that you end friendships over. <laughs> and we also want to give a shout out to Kentucky. Kentucky is Yo. our sponsor <laughs> of the podcast. Yes. Sponsor. Number one sponsor. So if you're looking for the, if you're looking for the best jollof in a car. Just, just holla crack. Crack will sort you out. 
easy. Oh, yeah. At Gerald Crack, please, on Twitter. <laughs> pork, turkey, anything, he will sort you out. I mean, my doctor say make a neutral pork again, so of late. Actually, I did die every day. I see the pictures and things. I know they feel, hey, oh, that's wrong. But they be like, I forgot what's with the low. So, anyway, if it, uh, see, something must kill man. See, anyway, <laughs> hey, Mr. Lamte, yo, see, mm. the pork they are going to chew, mother. Please follow our Twitter account at ATW Podcast GCR and interact with the account. Please, when you see our posts and stuff, just we want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear what you have to say. If you want to insult our people, every, every time, people always attack Corey after the episodes because they say Corey, yeah, he's a stubborn guy. Very, no, very no. notorious guy. Yeah, keep, the, keep, keep the insults coming. We, we like it. We, we don't discriminate like that. So, anyway, we've come to the end of the episode and Charlie, thank you guys for joining us. And as always, ATW, dominates the conversation this has been a gold coast report production okay correct enter well we're piano day uh i message him zero say what for this you say we could keep the recording under one hour make it over you go you go chew it today sorry zero